Hello, and thank you everybody for joining us today. Just wanted to post a quick reminder that you can grab a free copy of our book, The Book of Public Speaking, at, not surprising, thebookofpublicspeaking.com. So again, go grab your free copy of The Book of Public Speaking at thebookofpublicspeaking.com today. Whether you're wanting to communicate more effectively, you're wanting to speak from stages, whether you're wanting to become a bigger influencer or get your message out in various ways, this uh, book will serve you, I feel, in a massive way in any of those regards. So go grab your free copy today, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier and excited to be back with the latest edition of the show and also really excited to have a first time guest with us, uh, Shauna Pelton. So Shauna, I'm really excited to have you here with us. And I think where I'd like to start, Shauna, is to perhaps get you to tell us maybe a little bit about yourself and your backstory for those listeners who may be discovering you for the very first time today. Oh, awesome. And uh, yeah, it's great to be here, Corey. Thanks for the opportunity. And um, yeah, I'm happy to share a little bit about what I do. So I am, uh, what I say is I'm a transformational healer and coach. And essentially what I do is help people resolve their personal and relational conflict. And I do that by helping them liberate what I see as their authentic power. That means the innermost so that they can heal, uh, heal whatever chronic issue they're dealing with. So they can live in harmony. Uh, maybe they, they are challenged in their relationships. Or maybe they just want to unleash their potential out into the world and align with whatever it is their purpose and potential is. But oftentimes people don't even know what that purpose is. And so I help them identify that. Wow. I love that. And so... In terms of, I guess maybe we'll start there, Shauna, mm -hmm. based on working with so many people in that capacity, yeah. are there some common, let's say, traits or common things you've discovered? Um, common things that I have discovered is actually, yes, there's a couple of really interesting things that happen that people don't realize um, when you begin an endeavor such as this, where it's like, okay, I'm going to change. And people come and they're really gung right that an excitement that they have about whatever it is they desire and they think they're doing the right thing and they are by taking action some form of action the funniest thing happens I want to say a hundred percent of the time but it looks different for every person is that whatever the inner resistance is to that change will actually appear in your reality meaning it will show up as an external conflict you'll see people will say like oh i had um you know a car accident or oh i uh, all of a sudden i i I'm, I'm busier at work more than ever before and i can't i can't do this work now because i'm too busy um or you know th things just happen that take them out of the game and it's funny because i always say it's difficult in the beginning because of that because people don't necessarily see that those are the exact challenges that they need to look at differently to show up as someone differently in the face of them. And that's exactly what I can help them through those types of big challenges. But they just see it as common obstacles they have to 
focus on and, and they get sidetracked and distracted by. That's, that's one thing. Um, I do have another thing, but I was just wanted to pause instead of just taking up all the airspace. <laughs> no, no, that, that's all good. Feel free to jump into the second one as well. Yeah. So the second thing that I see is that um, there's there's a saying that um, you can pre you can predict the ending by how the beginning goes, or rather, the way you start is the way it ends, and there is a certain level of commitment that is needed in order to sustain yourself through the long haul of this transformational journey. And that commitment is what's going to keep you afloat during the most difficult times because it can be exhausting when you're trying to create change, right? The challenges that pop up for us um, will test our commitment. And so it, I always remind people like before we begin, I want you to sit with what is it that you're committed to? And if you can be completely 100% wholeheartedly a yes for that outcome, then you're ready to begin. And then not until then. Wow. You know, it's, it's, it's so, well, first of all, so true and, and also so powerful. And I guess the, the other question I would ask about that is yourself. I mean, where, you know, for you in terms of this journey, mm. why are you so passionate about this? In other words, did you struggle with it before? Uh, if you did, where did you find some success and, or is it just something you're passionate about helping people with, or I just love to see kind of what the catalyst was for you. Right. Well, so my background as this transformational healer, mentor, guide, teacher, essentially it combines about two decades of me pursuing my own purpose, my own healing. And I was very fortunate to be able to, well, it's actually funny because at first it didn't look fortunate. My journey started at a time when uh, you couldn't necessarily sit down and then Google something. I mean, maybe some people could, but I didn't have that luxury. I had to go to the library. <laughs> I had to find answers to my problems in the old fashioned way by going to the self-help section at the library, which was quite small at that time. And so that kind of was my initial, uh, you know, I had my own stuff that I was going through. Um, I suppose to give you the, the, the dime size tour, if you would, of my, my origin story, I had to, uh, I had endured a lot of challenges when my son's father had died from addictions and I was going down a path that was clearly self-destructive. Um, and it, you know, in every single area of my life, I, I had, I had difficulty emotionally mentally, spiritually, I was completely lost. I was completely devastated. And, um, and I didn't necessarily have any clarity or certainty or even guidance, but I had a why. My why was my son. Hmm. And I, I knew that he was going to need a different example from the one that I was giving him. And so that why, speaking of commitment, he was my initial inspiration for commitment. And, and so uh, as a result, it, it, I found the energy that I needed 
to seek for solutions that were outside of my frame of reference. And, you know, Corey, what happens um, is that most people come to this place of knowing they have a problem and they do what everyone does. They go to the familiar places. They'll go to their doctor. Something's wrong with, what does the doctor do? Gives you a pill for an ill. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying it's, it's just not the complete picture, right? It doesn't solve all our problems. Or it's like, oh, I need to go to a therapist. Again, nothing wrong with that. It serves a play, time and a place in our lives. But it doesn't necessarily cover all of the facets of ourselves as you know, a, an entire being. And so I did that. I went down those routes and I realized that I had reached my upper limits with those um, areas. And then it forced me into the world that I was completely unfamiliar with, which was holistic healing, mind body medicine. I was studying in the ancient mystery schools, um, spiritual Gnostic teachings that helped me understand universal laws, how I was creating my problems, um, and then how to change them. But I also got to study under some really amazing modern day researchers. And so the, the, the neuroscience of change and people building and all of that um, came to me as well. And I'll say one more thing and, and, and before I close that topic, and that is everything that I've found that has really made a profound change in my life, I then went on to pursue higher knowledge and wisdom of it um, as a practitioner in that area. And so as a result, I just have this wide, eclectic, if you would, background of my education that kind of informs how I serve people today. So I love that, Shauna. And I think where I would follow up there is when you mentioned your why, what I'll say it this way. As you know, we have, um, I talk about finding your why often. Uh, we have a book with that title on it uh, that's actually just being released shortly. And so I would ask you maybe on the why side, do you think it's important for a person to find their why? And I mean, I know you said this is what drove everything for you, so I think I know the answer. Um, but do you think it's important for a person to find their why and their passion? Um, and if so, why do you think that is? So I... I want to say yes, but I also know there's a part of me that I can't be so naive to think I know everybody's needs. Um, however, I feel that when someone comes to a decision point in life, such as the one that I shared, you know, where it's clear you can't keep going on the same path that you've been on, where you have to make that change. I find that the why is what gives you the, you know, to be cliche, like the wind beneath your wings, like it helps elevate you and it helps motivate you during the times when it's inevitably like, you know, that saying, like when you're in the doldrums, the doldrums is when it's like you keep rowing and rowing through uh, the dead waters and there's nothing, there's no, uh, there's no movement. And your why is what keeps you sustained so that you don't quit on yourself so that you don't go back to your old form and it and eventually is what helps you stay in the game long enough so that you see the results that are coming your way what's coming from you it's not coming at you it's actually coming through you and i think that's what people um also might be surprised to 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 see or hear 
is that it's coming from us. And now moving, I guess we'll call it further down this rabbit hole, Shauna, um, how do you define success? Like what does success mean to you? I think that there's uh, just like light, there's a spectrum. So success can be in the little things, like if somebody, it depends on where you're at on the day that you're judging it, you know? Like for example, when I first started my journey, I was so, so deep into, um, you know, my pit of despair. And when I finally was able to take myself off of medications, I didn't necessarily have a complete like like the outcome that i aspired for and my ultimate potential achieved yet that wasn't happening yet but i knew that i was ready for letting go of my habit of needing you know these drugs to 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 feel normal in my life so to speak so that was a level of success based on where i was at the time you know i compare I always tell people like, just compare yourself to where you've been, not to other people. Um, and so there's also an important part of celebrating little wins, because I believe that when we um, acknowledge the, the small little changes that occur, it helps us build momentum for the real big change that comes as a result of the combination of all of those little things. So I see all of those accumulations of small successes um, that contribute to the big overall shift. And now, uh, how about who inspires you and why? So who inspires me is dependent on what my focus is. And I, but if I were to really look back over the years and I see some some of the same people that keep showing up in my view one of them is Greg Braden so for those of you who don't know Greg Greg is um, a teacher he is an author he is a speaker he also has a background um, as an earth scientist he's um, he worked for Lockheed Martin which was for, I believe it was for like the missile defense department or some kind of, you know, big department. And he was responsible for like predicting patterns in data. And why that mattered to me is because I see patterns in nature all the time. And so what he does is he combines his skill of being able to use the, the, the science, the hard science and facts and combines it with the spiritual teachings because I believe that we have to honor both aspects of our being or at least you know the spiritual nature and the physical human nature of our being so that we can um, you know have harmony in life and he just does a, an amazing job of blending science and spirituality I also really love Dr. Joe Dispenza for the same reason, but also because I love the way he facilitates. And I see myself in alignment with his style of facilitation and his style of teaching. And so I'm always in awe over his ability to share information that's really helpful for people to change big, uh, big challenges. Um, so that's a couple of people off the top of my head that I think if people were to go search could really just Go, speaking of going down rabbit holes, have you ever heard of these people yourself? Yeah, I, I have. And, and I'm kind of smiling right now because of the fact that 
I, in fact, watched both of them recently uh-huh. in the same documentary. The oh. documentary. Oh, you, nice. I don't know if you heard of that documentary, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they were both in it. So I just think it's kind of funny that you would mention <laughs> both of them and I just literally <laughs> watched them both. Uh, so oh. yeah, so totally familiar with both and, mm-hmm. uh, and their work. And um, I believe Greg is uh, signed with Hey House. And yes. so I, I've read um, in the past, quite a while back, I read um, two of his books, I think, over time. So yeah, quite familiar with both of them. And they're both doing obviously really powerful stuff in the world. Right. So great inspirations. Uh, And as we kind of wind down, Shauna, uh, I'd like to ask just a couple more questions in this sort of area, but one of them around the idea of legacy. So Mm -hmm. when people talk about legacy, I find some people talk about legacy in terms of uh, what, you know, what people will say when they're gone. And other people talk about legacy, like, you know, I have to direct it when I'm here if I want my legacy to be a certain way. So I'd love to just get your thoughts on legacy. Like, is it something that you ever pay attention to and think, you know what, I need to be doing this for people, helping people, contributing this way if I want to have a good legacy so that people say, you know, the right things about me behind my back or when I'm gone or <laughs> figure it'll work itself out on its own? Well, you know, what's funny is I, I kind of think a little bit of uh, uh Maybe, maybe not so much the worry of, I don't worry that what people will say about me when I'm gone so much as, you know, I want to make sure that my life matters and that I make some sort of impact. And as I mentioned earlier, like I can't, you can't compare yourself to other people, but um, if I can, you know, make it so that my son feels love from me that's my legacy. If I can make it so that my uh, community and the people that I serve know that I'm here for them and they get something of value that they will forever re- like keep with them. And I have heard that, like people have told me that, you know, that something that we've done together has changed their outcome, has changed their life for the better. And so I think that it's about the service and how people feel not necessarily about what they're saying as much as it is about how they feel and you know there's actually on the subject of legacy there's uh, a teaching around our vocation the word vocation means soul's calling and our soul's calling is to serve the culture a certain culture that um that can we can make an impact with and in the teachings of the gene keys and that's one of the models that I work with. When I help people, I look at their gene keys, which is like an astrology profile, but it doesn't go down the astrology path. It's just, you know, similar in a sense where it's based on your, your date of birth and your time and location. But essentially what it says is that when you're in your soul's calling, ultimately it fulfills that legacy aspect of our life. And so I see legacy aligned with the soul's agenda. I love that. That's so powerful. And so my last kind of official question, uh, Shauna, and then I may ask you one more question just uh, about your journey. But my last official question is what I call the time machine question. Mm-hmm. And so the time machine question is pretty simple. It's uh, the question of what you would tell your younger self. If you could jump back into a time machine, go back and visit a younger version of yourself and give her one or two pieces of life advice, what do you think you might tell her? Oh, so it's, this is a good question. One is because I, I, 
sometimes I go, I think about this and I, I would go back and just tell her, first of all, to not abuse herself. I, 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 I really abused myself with, with, um, unhealthy lifestyle choices. And, um, as a result, I struggled and even, but it's funny because I think because of that struggle, I am who I am today. Well, I'm in conflict with even that advice. <laughs> I think, would I want to be any other way? And I wouldn't want to risk um, that, you know, I, I, I value where I'm at. Um, but I would tell my younger self to, um, to relax and, and, and surrender a little bit more because I was very uptight and frightened all the time. And I was afraid of life. And I was afraid that I... I wasn't safe in this world and I felt rejected. And so I would have a conversation with myself around that subject. Wow. And, and you brought up a, an important thing. I, I've, I've asked this question a lot over the years and my follow-up question has always been, or not always, but it has been in the past, but would you jump in the time machine? Would you go back? Would you make a change? Because as you know, uh, there's a certain belief about the butterfly effect. If you change one thing, it changes everything. Right. So I've been of the, you know, I, I myself, I've been in the camp of, I probably wouldn't go back, but mm -hmm. I've also to explore the questions that the people, okay, let's just, let's just assume you could go back and make the change, but it wouldn't change anything else. Yeah. You know, so you answer the question both ways. I think it's great. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And I guess my last question, other than how we can learn more is if somebody were to work with you. So I'm just thinking mm -hmm. of the person that's, wanting to learn more about working with you or they're, they can already visualize working with you. Um, what would you tell them working with you looks like? Like what, you know, what does that mm -hmm. process look like? Um, typically when you're working with somebody, what does the journey look like? Just to give people a feel for some of the work that you do. Great. Yeah. I actually, um, I offer a variety of options based on what people need, where they're at, but essentially I say there are three stages to the journey of transformation and um, sometimes people come for an aspect, you know, meaning one of those stages where they're physically working out some patterns and they want to release trapped energy and uh, the negative emotional patterns that they have associated with a traumatic past. And sometimes that's all we do. We can work, uh, I, I do virtual sessions, uh, but I also have in-person sessions for locals, but I'm just outside of Boston. 98% of my work is virtual. Um, and then I have programs that facilitate people through all of those stages that are group programs that they can join. And as a matter of fact, my next group program, it's actually called the quest to reclaim self-sovereignty. And I facilitate people through those three stages. It's the healing stage, it's the developing stage, and it's the embodying, uh, embodiment stage. It's meaning like embodying our mastery or excellence. Um, and it's really a complete program uh, for people who are really serious about creating sustainable change in their life. And so that program is what I would recommend for, for those. And so then the, the follow-up to that, of course, is how we can learn more. So if people wanted to connect with you to whether it's to work with you, whether they want to reach out and start building that relationship, is there a certain hub or place you would normally send people, Shauna? I think the best and easiest way is to just go to shaunapelton.com. And when on the homepage, they can register for a free gift I have. It's called uh, envisioning, an envisioning 
excuse me, envisioneering process. And basically what that does is it gets them into my community. They can join my Facebook from that. They can um, participate. They'll be, be able to have access to uh, the services. I'll let them know about you know any updates to upcoming classes and that sort of thing via email once they get in um, to my community but that's how I, I think is the easiest way to do it there's also free assessments that they can take on my website um, and there's a lot of great resources that I provide so that would be I think uh, the best place shaunapelton.com awesome Shauna and they can also listen to your podcast there as well Oh, that's right. Yes. My podcast just launched and you're going to be up uh, coming soon. So I'm excited to share that with the world as well. It's called The Quantum Shift, where we interrupt old programming and help people recreate their reality by understanding new insights into their challenges. Awesome. Well, Shauna, I love the work that you're doing. And I want to thank you for taking the time to spend with us today. We will certainly wave the flag far and wide for the work that you're doing. So thank Mm -hmm. you for being who you are. Thank you for the great work you're doing. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for bringing such a powerful message. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Shauna. And thank you, everybody, as Shauna said. And uh, we will catch you next time on uh, the next episode of Let's Do Influencing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.